Hello, welcome back to How Are You Peeling? I'm pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. How are you peeling? Um, I'm peeling well. I'm peeling well. Peeling well. Peeling well. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. The weather's nice. Yes, it's getting getting back to normal. Well, not normal, but you know, summer. Nice weather. Yeah. I can hear the birds chirping. It is a great day for a podcast. Amazing. <laughs> yes, still inside. Uh, yes. watch the outside. Yeah, I've got I've got the window cracked open, so Ooh. I've got a steady breeze of of nice, you know, cool air. Yeah, I'm just it's I think guaranteed weather is not in at the moment. There can be rain showers, which is why I think we've decided to do it inside for oh. ordinary <laughs> reasons. Yeah, yeah, and it's cold as well. Mm. you know sat outside you need at least three layers on yeah it's, it's not advisable no and our guests get our guests today just didn't want to sit outside no, no not for a minute well do you know I can't wait to meet them and them I hear two yeah More than one two individuals two indiv wow it's gonna be a hefty podcast this week it is indeedy, it is indeedy. So I'm going to leave you to it as per usual. Okay. Um, I'm going to welcome in type 1 and type 2 diabetes. What? Wow. <laughs> Hi Alice, how are you? Oh, hello. I don't know who you are. I know that there's two of you, however... I don't know who I'm talking to first. So I suppose I'll kick it off with asking who are, who are you? Mm. Mm. <laughs> Myself, I am type one diabetes. So I am an autoimmune condition resulting in insufficient insulin production due to the destruction of pancreatic B cells. And my best mate, my brother, my cousin from another mother, whatever you want to call him. This is type two diabetes. Hi, Alice, nice to meet you. Um, so type two I am, and I'm relative insulin deficiency, tend to be diagnosed later in someone's life um, due to more lifestyle choices, risk factors, rather than um, being an autoimmune disease, not something that you know, you're born with. You can be born with me, but less likely than type one can tell that this is going to get slightly confusing not for me for you indeed <laughs> okay right so this is a lot of information for my tiny little pea brain to start to um sort of digest so um i think we'll start with type one because one comes before two counting, um, is, key. counting is key and that is something i'm pretty good at so I know that you, that you explained, you know, like briefly an overview, but could you go into a little bit more detail because like what, I don't have a clue. I don't have type one diabetes or type two diabetes. Um, so what is in a little bit more detail, type one diabetes? Okay, so 
So as I said, we're, we're an autoimmune disease. So uh, much like your previous guest, uh, celiac disease. We don't talk about them. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Thank you. I have a previous guest that you've had, I'm not going to mention names, um, autoimmune disease. So it is um, something that, you know, if it flares up, it does attack your immune system. So the cause of type 1 is, it's not really known, the same with a previous guest. There isn't um, that, that foundation of known causes, um, but it's a combination of genetic and environmental triggers. And it tends to be young onset diagnosis, possibly later in life, um, which is from, if it's later in life, it's usually from sort of fever or infection triggering that um, that response, triggering that type 1 response. So um, the treatment of type 1, um, people might know, is insulin pens can be um, injections usually for type 1 this is injections there is a lot more new fancier injection style things where it's automatic you can sort of do that no and, and um, sort of Dexcoms which track your blood glucose levels without having to you know prick your finger those are quite new as well um, so what is advised for those with type 1 is the regulation of insulin injections and carbohydrate counting. Education is something you usually get from a dietitian, like right. training up to be. Of course. Um, so yeah, um, that's a bit about me. I'll pass it on to type 2. Okay, okay. About diabetes in general, if that helps your yes of course I mean like I said you know I am just the interviewer so I know nothing so if you know I've, I've kind of got a couple of questions that I want to ask but I think it might be good if you just get all your information out and then we can do like a bit of a Q&A type yeah. situ after so type two so I am type two diabetes and I'm accountable for about 90% of the diabetes causes, um, you know, much bigger than um, type 1. And a small percentage is gestational diabetes, which is usually caused um, from pregnancy. And the individual usually will get rid of the diabetes tendencies once they've delivered the baby. Right, okay. So the reasons that someone might get myself type 2 is due to risk factors um, because it's usually lifestyle that causes type 2. So this can be older age, um, genetics, um, obesity, smoking, poor diet. Um, also high so I, suppose, I suppose it's like a, a, you know, comes from poor lifestyle choices then. You know more often than just through genetics like type one yeah it's you know there's those risk factors of you know kind of wearing down the body and it, right. you can't really produce the insulin correctly therefore you have that that problem so again uh for treatment of type two is usually carbohydrate sort of regulation education from a dietitian 
um, and looking at, you know, things that might help with lifestyle. So exercising, you know, reducing smoking, um, better diets, things like that. It's not all due to sugars. It can be other carbohydrates. I feel as though that's quite a common misconception, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. Um, and it may not even be because of overeating of sugars. It can be things such as hypertension, obesity, which can mm. be caused from consumption of other things such as high fat, um, high protein diets potentially. So yeah. it's from from anything. Um, yeah. So usually those that present with with either of uh, type one or type two is a uh, you know high feeling of thirst, um, which creates frequent urination, blurred vision, slow healing, cuts and wounds, and um, weight loss. This is usually seen in type one more than type two, but because um, you're not breaking down the glucose, there is gonna be a slight weight loss. And then um, complication symptoms. So if someone has a hypo or hyper, they might have excessive sweating, shakes, and blurred vision. So we'll go back over that in a little bit about what's a hypo and what's a hyper. Yeah, yeah. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember watching something um, years and years and years ago, and um, it was about this bloke who loved to play guitar. However, he had um, diabetes, and I'm not sure which one it was. Um, and because he, you know, he had a poor life, you know style choices he, he had a really bad diet he was obese and they were saying you know if you um don't sort of stop what you're doing and you start working on your health and your better lifestyle choices you'll lose your feeling in your fingers um you can lose your eyesight um is that true can these things happen is there anything else you know that you know <laughs> could um, be a side effect a severe one blurred vision and potential loss of eyesight is something that's well known to mm. either um, of the diabetes. Usually it's more commonly linked with, um, you know, feet, the loss of feeling in feet, right. um, okay. potentially having either the whole foot or toes amputated because there is no. circulation. So yeah, one routine thing that does happen during a consultation, a diabetes consultation, is they will check the function of your feet um, yeah. to ensure that you're getting that correct blood circulation throughout your body. Right. Okay. So going on from that, then, um, how how would you get diagnosed with diabetes? Then either type one or type two. What sort of the symptoms that you could say look out for, and then what do the doctors look for? You know, how do you get how do you get diagnosed? So the diagnosis for both are usually blood tests. Right. So we are looking at um, glucose tolerance tests or something called a HbA1c blood test. Right. Um, so a HbA1c blood test, if you have something above um, 48 um it's usually an indication that you have diabetes and that's because of the high glucose within the bloodstream and then if you do a fasting blood glucose test 
you're looking at about 6.1 millimoles is pre-diabetic and then seven millimoles is diabetes. So you want to have a reduced um, blood glucose level to ensure you don't gain both. And um, they will sort of use background knowledge to sort of diagnose you with type one or type two. Um, and there is more research, more on the um, medical and doctor side rather than a dietetic and lifestyle um, Right. That would be um, to help diagnose and that distinguishment between the two. So it's just generally blood tests that um, that look at the diagnosis. Right. OK. OK. Um, so s- symptoms then. Yeah. What would you what would you sort of look out for? So like I was saying earlier, the, the excessive um, thirst and then for urination um and you know blurred vision loss of weight it's quite difficult to pinpoint because there are many um symptoms um obviously if you you do have things such as you know a high bmi count so obese overweight or um hypertension um dyslipidemia things like that it is more likely it's not guaranteed that that will cause um, type 2 diabetes but there are significant links between them and therefore because those links um, healthcare professionals will do blood glucose tests to um, you know double check on those things Um, and they can sometimes tell from urination tests as well because of you know glucose just going straight through the body Um, and that is that is why the um, frequent urination happens so yeah, it's it's quite it's quite straightforward, but it's also complex between the two. So it it's then management that is is key with both. Um, just like previous guests, management is sort of key. There's no there's no um, treat that sort of takes it away from you. Yeah, yeah. So before before we move on to um, sort of, I suppose it's the aftercare, isn't it? And what happens to the body then if you have uh, type one or type two diabetes? Question one is: Is it the same effect for both, or is it slightly different? Um, and depending on the answer, question two is: What difference differentiates between the two? <laughs> they are similar. Um, but as I said, type one is autoimmune, so it does have a lot more risk factors that go along with that, meaning yeah. um, that you are likely to experience both hypos and hypers. So I'll just touch on what those are. So you have a hyperglycemia effect. So this is when you have too much glucose in your bloodstream. Um, so your blood glucose is too high and um usually the way to combat this is to you know exercise to release those glucose to make it into energy to get rid of it and mm-hmm. then uh hypoglycemia is a low blood sugar and this is when there's not enough glucose within your bloodstream which will then cause you to have shakes and excessive sweating because your body just can't tolerate it doesn't have that energy to help it go and um, usual advice would be, you know, a couple of um, jelly babies or maybe a, 
glass of orange juice. It's it's very dependent on the individual, and that would be advised from a dietitian or potentially a diabetic nurse. So it's really important to see them once you've had these, just to make sure that you're doing everything you can. Yeah. So it's a lot more likely with type one that you'd get um, a hypo and a hyper because it's in insufficient insulin production so your body's, your body's not making enough insulin to break down the um the glucose and then in type 2 it's insulin deficiency so you have you have some there it's just not being utilized correctly because of the mass amount of glucose or um you know, regulation of carbohydrates within the body. So it's really important that you have that distinguishment, but both are usually treated in the same way, um, depending on the severity of type two, they would have an insulin pen, like type one, which is, that is primarily the cause, is mm -hmm. the insulin uh, pen. And then type two, that might be regulated by um, medication, such as something called metformin, which will help that um, regulation of insulin um, and help that um, combat usually hypers rather than hypos. But it's not it's not to say that those with type two do not get hypos. They're still they're still at risk of having hypos. So it's really important um, having that education from you know group diabetic groups. Um, dietitians and um any healthcare professionals yeah to get that information right okay so um I know I know that we you know briefly discussed that there's no quick fix you know in sort of I suppose recovering and you know maintaining because you can't get rid of it it's just something you've got to live with um so how how do you sort of maintain your health um and I just, oh, I don't know, I just suppose maintain it and just live a healthy and happy lifestyle, you know. I know you mentioned about insulin, but yeah. when, when would you have to take insulin? Um, yeah. So, um, as I said, it is quite dependent on the individual. So insulin um, amounts correlate to the amount of carbohydrates that you're ingesting. So it would depend on an individual's diet and that would be discussed. Um, there's also education opportunities, such as something called Daphne, um, which is to help glycemic control. Um, so these are group um, seminars that sort of take place to help you understand um, how to deal with type 1 or type 2 diabetes, depending on your location. And then it is mainly education. That is what is taught to both, is the education of how to understand when and where to use insulin, um, the proper care of hypos or hypers. And this would also be advised to close loved ones of those individuals. So they're also aware of what to do just in case um, these are quite dramatic or shocking episodes of hypers or hypos. Right. Um, so that's making sure that, you know, a loved one um, understands that, you know, we'll, a glass of orange juice might combat it but it's not always the case they might need more than that so it's important that you have these items close by um a lot yeah um, and ice type one is usually diagnosed quite early 
it is something that people generally um, live with and they get to terms with their condition quite well because they they sort of go through life with it um, and they understand it a lot more. So I think that is something that's possibly a pro to type 1 because there is a lot more time to handle it and adjust because mm. it's um, sort of life a lifetime. And there is some evidence that suggests that type 2 is reversible. Oh, no healthcare professionals wouldn't recommend this because it can set unrealistic goals for individuals and that might be more detrimental than positive but it is advised to take on um, physical activity so having your 150 um, minutes of physical activity a week and healthy balanced diets so having your 30 grams of fibre having six grams of salt a day so keeping to those limits but it would be discussed with healthcare professionals to make sure that it's understood on a one-to-one basis right okay so um i do have a one last question um and it's about diabulimia okay I hear I've heard this phrase um, a couple of times before and there was a documentary on BBC about it and I was wondering if you knew much about it um, and if you could explain sort of what it is. So um, I'm going to pass it back over to type 1 because it's usually those type 1 that suffer with diabulimia. So Alice, what it is, is as an individual is diagnosed with diabetes, it's usually because of weight loss. So weight loss is caused because of the insufficient insulin production within the body. So those suffering with type 1 would stop the use of insulin, so they wouldn't inject to ensure that they lose weight. So it's the reluctant of insulin to combat, so to help with the carbohydrate um, absorption and sort of um, eating that those types of food, they would just stop taking insulin altogether. Therefore, they would start to lose weight. So where bulimia is sort of a disorder that is caused from being ill, from being sick, to sort of get rid of waste, this would be where waste is just already secreted from the body in urination. So there is an absorption of glucose. So individuals tend to lose weight quite easily by not using the insulin in the right. manner. Right. Okay. Thank you for that. I know that question probably caught you off guard a little bit. Um, but <laughs> you answered it like a pro. Um, that's all the questions I have. We know of her, but we're not. That is, in mm-hmm. our opinion, a separate disorder. Diabulimia, separate disorder. Right. I, I, yes. Yeah, no, definitely. I suppose it, it derives from having that diagnosis of diabetes you know first though so okay well like I said that's all the questions I have if you have any more fun facts that you want to add in please feel free take the take the stage but if not you can let me um, news come back in type, type two's already left um, um 
just couldn't be bothered to wait. But um, thank you very much for having us on. No props, um, anytime. And uh, good luck with your next guest. Hope it's better than your last. Thank you. I mean, you were a pleasant surprise, you know. I got on with you quite well, so thank yeah. you. No worries. Um, have a good day. Yes, and you. See you later. Bye. Ugh. Aren't I glad to have you back, Neve? Oof. Always. I'm just Sorry. absolutely fan dabby dozy. Oh, I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. Um, I did I did have a thought though, because perhaps, you know, um some listeners or listener um may have questions that they want to ask said sort of um disease um so I was thinking if if they did do we have any social media sites that they could go to and either dm us or leave a comment on any anywhere so we do well I do I have my sort of student dietetic page and there's also an email which I've set up for us just in case of this. Um, and hey. I can't tell you the name of it because I have forgotten, but I believe it's how how are you peeling um, at gmail.com. <laughs> but I will have it linked in the description. Um, yeah, so the, the Instagram is- Of course, is of, of course, as well as- you know. Nutritionist because that is absolutely hilarious. I love, love that. I love that. And you'll link that below as well as our email address. Yes. Um, yeah. So there we go. If, if you've got any questions for any diseases, you know, we, we've spoken to so far. Suggestions. Suggestions. Yes. You perhaps know, some earrings for Neve that she could try because I have seen that she hasn't got any on this week either I wasn't going to raise it but now I am now we're here and you failed at the second hurdle again so you know this is you you started it you started it all right you got at me because I didn't point it out the first time we we started this and now look you haven't followed through so you know it it begs me to wonder what is the point what is the point of me doing this Okay, we'll sort it. I'll be more professional for next week. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Make sure you do. I've kept up my end of the bargain. That being... How, how do you say that? Free... That's... Okay. okay so that leads me on to my weekly recommendation of gluten-free food <laughs> we just had to stop the podcast because um the the screen went funny and we lost connections so um <laughs> it's all fun and games so yes the pre-wets gorgeous gorgeously oh i need to go to bed gorgeously gluten-free <laughs> white chocolate and cranberry cookies I've eaten half a box of these today and I don't regret it they are delicious and you know they've got big chunks of white chocolate in that's what you want from a cookie yeah it is isn't it none of this chocolate chip you know tiny malarkey chocolate chunks chocolate chunk a hunk you know 
So there we go. And I got them from Aldi because at the moment Aldi have got some great gluten-free bits in. It is celiac awareness. Was that last week? Yeah. Oh, well, they've still got stock in there. (laughs) I need to trip. You do. Maybe we'll take a joint trip. We shall see each other next week. Yes. Um, is it a chatty one next week? It is a chatty one. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I'll see you next week. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>